This is URB. It was the night before Christmas, when all through the SU, not a student was stirring, all had bid adieu. The headphones were hung atop their stands with care, in hopes any politics soon would be there. The listeners were all snug, airpods nestled in heads, as Ian Black as Ian Blackford with his sheep he fed, Rishi in his meeting, Boris on holiday, Jeremy with his calculator, Liz a long way away. That is a disgrace. You're reassured, I'm reassured. Not another one. Mistakes were made. Pepper Pig World. Thinks he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent-free in his head. <laughs> I really like the Christmassy. It's uh, it's a work in progress. Um, hello, welcome to Any Politics. Uh, oh, thank you to Bailey for that beautiful, beautiful, wonderful poem. poem start of today's show. Um, so today uh, we are joined. So it's Adam, Emily, and we're joined hi. today by Lucy and Bailey. So would you like to introduce yourselves? Is this mic working? Yes. Okay. It is. Um, hi, I'm Lucy. I am the editor of Bath Time, yes, you the are. uni magazine. Woo. And I also host a radio show with Zesis, a media officer called Bits and Pieces of Lucy and Zesis. I'm a fourth year politics and IR student. Um, and I am live, laugh, loving my way through <laughs> finals at the moment. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bailey. Hello, I'm Bailey. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Certified friend of the pod. Back for a third time. Oh my goodness. (laughs) What can I say? I'm banging on the door to get in. He's Um, constantly in here. Yeah, if you don't know me, I work with Lucy on Bath Time, the University of Bath's premier publication. Stop. Um, (laughs) You can find that at unibathtime.co.uk. But yeah, I do sociology, which isn't political science. It's a different breed of analysis of, I guess, stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but slay I'm here for a good time there you go and uh, what are we doing on today's show Adam well it's the last show of the year I mean I'm going home this afternoon to, yeah. for Christmas and I'm back too. in early 2023 so we're going to round up this kind of semi crazy year in politics a little bit and talk about what's happened in British politics talk about what happened in America and then yes. at the end of today's show we're going to give some presents to certain politicians in the world and everyone's got a present to give to um, Prime Ministers and former Prime Ministers and Presidents. Yeah. So we're going to work our way round to that in today's show. So we're going to start with our former Prime Minister, um, Boris Johnson. Um, I don't know if you guys remember at the start of the year, we had a different Prime Minister twice removed, uh, Boris Johnson. So what happened with Boris Johnson this year, Emily? What didn't happen with <laughs> Boris Johnson? So... I can't remember how the year started, probably in quite a bleak way. We started with a bit of um, Partygate. Oh yeah, Partygate was still going So Partygate, on. if people don't remember, is the scandal where the government were partying through uh, lockdown. They were hosting mm-hmm. multiple gatherings, including one on the night of the... Um, well, I can't remember what his name was, the Queen's husband's funeral. Philip. Um, Philip, that's there it. Fa- thanks, Phil. Lucy. We Fact check, Lucy. Royal expert, royal, royal correspondent. Royal correspondent, Lucy. Um, so, yeah, the year started with lots of controversy around uh, Boris Johnson partying with the lockdown, lots of yeah. um, photos emerged, lots of, like, videos. And and then there was a report yeah. by a woman called Sue Gray. Love a bit of Sue Gray. So um, She released a report in January saying, well, I'm not, I'm not the police, I don't know. Who am I to make a ruling on mm. the law? Let's wait for the police. Then the police says, "Oh well, they probably did break some rules. We'll find we'll find quite a few people, uh, Boris and Rishi Sunak included, 
And then Sue Gray came back and went, yeah, they probably did some naughty stuff, actually. They probably but, did some naughty stuff. But yeah. who am I to say, even though she was the one who was told There was one to, to say. say. Well, yeah. I think it's worth pointing out that Sue Gray works for Boris, or did anyway, because she's a chief civil servant. Yeah. So she worked for Boris. I'm not saying that impugns her um, kind of impartiality, but she does work for Boris, so she is quite difficult for her to make the claim that he needs to resign for this. But... Um, they did get a fixed penalty notice, which means they were fined. So uh, Boris Johnson and Rishi got fined for breaking lockdown rules during, I think it was Boris's birthday party. He was ambushed by cake, I think was the terms they used. I dream for the day someone ambushes me with cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then there was lots of controversy around this continuing and... Because he got a fixed penalty notice, it had kind of been proven that he'd broken the law. The police had found he'd broken the law, and they'd kind of pushed through a, um, a fixed penalty notice. And then there was all this controversy around, if a, par a Prime Minister lies to Parliament, they need to resign. And then Boris Johnson was saying that he didn't know if he... He didn't intentionally lie, because his defence was he had no idea that these parties were happening yeah. in number 10, which I will point out is his house. So he was unaware the parties anymore. were happening in his house at the time. <coughs> yeah. And, um, no, Sue Gray's report basically said that there was, there's a culture in Westminster of being, like, getting, you can be naughty and get away with it. It was um, excellent. And that, that there was a, fail, a failure of leadership. But apart from that, I didn't really say very much, did I? So all of this kind of culminated in a vote of no confidence in Boris the day after yeah. the Jubilee, it says in my notes. Um, and the, in that yes, no confidence vote... So, oh, sorry. sorry, I just want to say, so I don't know if anyone remembers, but when the Jubilee was happening and they had like Sam Ryder and all them performing, um, Boris was sitting there and at that point he would have known that the, that, um, the 1922 committee had received enough letters for mm. him to have a vote of no confidence. Um, and I just quite enjoy that he was sitting watching Duran Duran, <laughs> knowing that, that lots of people in his party hated him. So the way Parliament works is, um, or the way the Conservative Party works specifically, is that the MPs can put in letters to their chair of the 1922 Committee, which is the backbench body of Conservative MPs. Uh, they can decide... Um, yeah basically whether the code vote no confidence. If Boris Johnson lost the vote no confidence, he would have to resign as Prime Minister and there would be a leadership election yes. called in that case. And in that no confidence vote, Boris Johnson barely won it with 211 of his MPs voting for him in confidence and 148 against. Yeah. And it wasn't long after that that we had the kind of downfall of Boris. It's mental that 211 people sat and kind of looked at everything he'd done and went, Oh no, yeah. like, I still have confidence in him. Like, who are these? Well, we know who they are, they're Tory MPs, but, <laughs> but madness, absolute madness. Um, um, Lucy yeah. Bailey, any takes on, on Boris before we move on to the other Prime Ministers? I feel like to beat a dead horse of an idiom or whatever it's called, it is a bit of like beat a, a beaten horse. horse, isn't it? Like, mm. I feel like everything possible that could have been said has been said by this yeah. point. Like, mm. We knew what we were getting into, or at least people that... Did you expect it to unravel so quickly? I don't think it did three unravel years that ago. quickly. Do you not think so? I don't... I think it probably got held a lot. Yeah. I, I genuinely think that he held on by quite a bit, because that, that wasn't the thing that ultimately unraveled him, was it? 
It was later no, on was, in the it year. Was, it was Chris Pincher. It was Chris Pincher. We're going to get to that in a second. So I think I, I think it was multiple scandals. I don't think Chris Pincher alone would have done it. If we no, didn't have Partygate, not. you wouldn't have had the Chris Pincher scandal taken down. I think it was the kind of constant sense of that there was corruption and issues of, of and in government. Thing, and yeah. another thing. And it, it's thing. depressing how much it took because Partygate, I think, is enough, is enough. To, to knock him out. Can of. you imagine Theresa May? Like staying on for this. No, no obviously not. She tried no, to hold on as no. long as she could, but she gave up when she couldn't get a Brexit deal passed, which yeah. is like quite a normal. And then Boris, you... Boris couldn't get the same deal passed. <laughs> three years later, he's still in charge. Like, could you what? imagine a Theresa May party though? Stop like it. I doubt anyone was oh, going to get fined for that. The ABBA. Oh, <laughs> so oh you meant a party as in like a? I thought you meant like a political party. And I was she like, like, isn't just the Conservatives. She would have cooked for everyone because so she true. had like three hundred yeah, cookbooks or something. That. She would say do that. She'd be I don't think she can shoes. cook. She doesn't give me like good cooking vibes. <laughs> That's what she says. She, she, gives me, so. she does give me a little bit like scrambled eggs in a microwave vibe. Yeah. Does she? Really? A, li- a little bit. So. A little I feel bit. like she buys I'm the yolk bit. in a carton. I'm thinking Ooh. more like standing over a pot for five hours. Just <laughs> stirring. Be like, it just away. doesn't need to be stirred. <laughs> yeah. She just keeps going. Yeah, 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 She just keeps stirring and then like has an apple crumble. The naughtiest thing, thing she's moments. ever done is put some I, wine in that. I have, um, not to change and then topic. And through a field. Not to change topic away from Theresa, but I have two, I have two thoughts on Boris. Mm. On. Firstly, guys, I predicted Boris Johnson's Prime Minister, Okay. I know this can sound Are you the insane. Simpsons? Not to sen- not to centre myself here. I do think it's like that, like magical Irish leprechaun third eye mm. that we all have, yeah. and baseball <laughs> as well. Um, I in when we had the Brexit referendum, I literally said to my parents in the weeks leading up to it, I was like, I can guarantee that we are going to leave the European Union, and then in a few years' time, Boris is going to be PM. My dad was like, that will yeah. never happen. Like Boris yeah. is a fool. Like it's never going to happen. We're never going to leave the EU. Blah, 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 blah. And then it happened. Mm. I don't know Gosh. what it was, but I just got a feeling. But also, secondly, a completely separate point, but just a thought. I am actually surprised that one of the reasons that Boris Johnson did not leave office was. Like the fact that his middle name is Defeffel. Can I really just talk about that? <laughs> and his name isn't Boris. It's no, Alexander. It's not Alexander. But I feel like we just like everyone skipped over that. Everyone was just like, like that and not. That's a hate crime. It, I feel personally victimised by Defeffel. Defeffel. Is it Alexander Boris Defeffel? No. Yeah. Is it just Alexander? No, it's Alexander Boris. Defeffel. Alexander Boris. Okay. So Boris is in. I is thought it was Defeffel Boris. I might be wrong. Let me let let me get it up because I was looking I was looking on yesterday to just get some ideas. But I think. It definitely is the. It was the way the Conservative Party, how David Cameron set it up. The only way for the Conservative Party to actually move forward through the Brexit referendum was going to be Boris. Like, 100%, but yeah. Boris wasn't a Eurosceptic. No. Like, it's very yeah, well known. No. He wrote two. He wrote two articles. Mm. One on the side of um, remaining in the EU. One on the side of leaving. And decided which one to send in based on where he thought the political advantage yeah. would come. Yeah. And he was completely right in that he thought that and if he Dominic led the Brexit Cummings, movement, he'd eventually get to become prime yeah. minister. And he was right in that. Dominic Cummings got him through everything and. So I'm glad to be rid of them both. Bo is Alexander Boris de Feffel Johnson. Alexander uh, Boris, yeah. God. And then his, his children have really awful names as well. Sorry, not to bring the children into this, but... We How are many them. are there? There's seven. <laughs> At least. At least. There's, 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 yeah, there's more than seven, isn't there? Wilfred Laurie Nicholas Johnson, Lara Lettuce Johnson, Theodore lettuce. Apollo Johnson... <gasps> lettuce! Romy Irish Charlotte Johnson. Did, did Lettuce Irish. outlast Liz Truss? Hey. Lettuce, <laughs> lettuce has. Lettuce is like 29 hey. something. Lettuce has been going on time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Cassia Peaches Johnson. Peaches. And then Stephanie McIntyre. Peaches. Stephanie McIntyre, a bit rogue. And Milo <laughs> Arthur Johnson. And the thing is, as well, if you look them up, so Peaches. all of his children, they actually look nothing like their mothers. It's insane. They're, like, they're, like, the different, the different mm. mothers, like dark features, just very, Bruh. you know, distinctive characters. This 
is like Boris with different wigs <laughs> on. Yeah, Tell me they I'm all wrong. Look, they all look, look yeah, like and Boris. Wilfred, the little, the baby one, the first one that he's had with one mm. Carrie Johnson, um, is the most like him. The hair and everything. It's 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 actually kind yeah, of it's little, like a little, little mini Boris. Baby it's, it's, it's baby a bit scary. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, Disgusting. So what actually brought Boris down? We mentioned it earlier is the Chris Pincher, uh, who was a deputy chief of the Conservative by Party. Name. So by this Pincher. is the reason this brought him down is because Chris Pincher is allegedly I don't know if it's been proven yet he allegedly. <laughs> groped a male colleague in one of the conservative kind of nightclubs that they, they kind of rent and they own. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Boris Johnson knew about yeah, former so. sexual misconduct allegations, even saying, as Emily just said, pincher by name, pincher by nature, multiple, yeah. like years before. Yeah, so and I, then he made... He, did he make him chief? He made him deputy, deputy chief whip. Chief deputy whip, chief whip. Which knowing is, all these allegations. Which are the people who are in charge of kind of making sure that your MPs vote for you and your policies. But so it's quite an important role in the government. Also, I think the we did skip over a little bit there. You did have the Owen Patterson scandal as well. You yeah. had a few rumblings in the Home yeah, Department yeah, yeah. as well. But with the Chris Pincher scandal as well, he was a deputy chief whip whose role isn't just to ensure that they're voting along party lines. It was also, his role was to make sure the welfare of MPs was yes, up. Yes. Yeah. So he so, was the HR guy. And yeah, it's, uh, like, yeah. it's actually crazy. And to me, I think this um, gives... It's the only way that Boris was going to go. You know, how are his MPs going to turn on him? Oh, when ultimately Boris has done something that actually has insulted them. You know, it wasn't the fact that there was a lobbying scandal with Owen Patterson. It wasn't yeah. the fact that they were partying whilst people were dying yeah. and not seeing yeah. their relatives. It was the fact that, oh, this kind of impacts me, the person yeah. who I'm meant to go to in case something goes wrong. Yeah. Turns out he's a wrong one as well. But it's... And it also, Boris didn't, like, resign by choice. It was not like he took a stance against, oh, no, no I've actually lost out. control of this. Mm. 62 people had to resign from the government, including the oh. Chancellor, the then Chancellor Rishi Sunak, and so Sajid exciting. Javid. That was so exciting. Yeah, so what happened was uh, Rishi Sunak and Sajid Javid both announced on Twitter... Within nine resigning. minutes of each other. It was so exciting. I remember the BBC News alerts being like, what is going on? And yeah. then the next day and a half, it was there was the There was counter. a countdown on all the kind of news channels with all the resignations and oh, I was living my best life that, that day and a half. It, it was, was so good. Was that just, uh, sorry to sidetrack, was that where the sound, what on, what on earth yeah. is going on in the House of yes. Lords? Is that where that's the sound where came, that came that's from? That's where that from, came yeah. from. So a it was beautiful a great day. moment. It was a cultural reset. It really was. It was fantastic. And so eventually he resigns after eventually. like all of his cabinet threatened to go. Yeah, because then he was trying, sorry, he was trying to yeah. then make a new cabinet and like getting all these people we'd never heard of. So he brought like, in Nadim, Nadim Zahawi into yeah. Chancellor Royal of Sunak and then within 24 hours, he's also telling Boris Johnson yeah, to resign. Yeah, that was the thing. And it was just Nadine Dorry standing outside number 10 going, I love him. But his trust didn't go him. either. That's no trust well, didn't go, but she oh. was apparently reportedly telling him to go, but she didn't say yeah, it publicly. Yeah, she was supported by Mog and Truss yeah. as a continuity candidate. Speaking which, of <laughs> Truss, we'll get to Truss in a little moment. Yeah. Hold your horses. Um, <laughs> we'll get to the Truss analysis soon. Um, but trust he resigns, he makes a very weird speech where he talks about Cincinnatus, who I think classics people know, I had to do some research on this, um, left being leader of a kingdom to go and kind mm. of return to his farming and then he comes back oh so Boris is hinting yeah. at some kind of re-return and actually after to kind of skip ahead a little bit after 
Liz Truss resigns, there was rumblings of Boris Johnson mm. attempting to come back and become Prime Minister again. Shaking. But obviously that hasn't Clouds happened. He never ran in the end. But out of interest, do you think that Boris used the um, sort of example of Cincinnati to not compare himself to Jesus? Because I feel like, you know, <laughs> I feel like he would have wanted to do that and then someone would have been like, you know, that's going to be look really bad. Like, let's tone it down. No, one he would have gone straight for God. He loves a bit, he loves <laughs> a bit of, he loves a bit of like random classics references, doesn't he? Yeah, like, that was his, yeah. He's very erudite and just brings in like really obscure references he constantly. is a known classicist because, yeah. or well, I say classicist in the most vague terms, they put him up against Mary Beard in a, um, Greeks versus Romans who had the best society and of course Mary Bid blew him out of the water as she would um, as she should yeah. And would. yeah he's kind of known for his yeah he did classics didn't he yeah, yeah. at uni well yeah I, I thought so. he was PPE boy was, yeah but he was a he's, private school lad yeah so, oh, yeah, so they get school. Latin classics come in oh, yeah, he's yeah. Eaten, yeah he's yeah. Eaten, isn't he yeah, yeah. yeah. Billingdon yeah. boys Billingdon club mm. um, so Boris could have left at quite a good time for the Prime Minister though because he left in kind of he left in early September resigned in uh, mid-July so uh, as he was leaving we were looming into what we're currently living through which is a cost of living crisis and he gave this particularly funny uh, piece of advice to the nation just as he was about to leave in early September So you have to look ahead and you have to beware of the false economy If you have an old kettle that takes ages to boil it may cost you £20 to replace it but if you get a new one, you'll save £10 a year for every year on your £10 a year every year on your electricity bill. So, so what I've done is I've bought ten kettles. So I'm saving £100 a year, baby. It's, be, it's really impressive stuff. Um, it's. Yeah, so that was the kind of last thing he did before he before he, he disappeared, thankfully, into the ether and went to Barbados. He's been there for, <laughs> I think, most of this parliamentary session. No, because then he came back. He popped back for Liz Truss. Oh, but um, on to the cost of living crisis, which is a very fun topic, oh. but it's very prescient because we're all currently living through it. So, Emily, in the first week, loyal listeners will know, we played an inflation game. Emily brought us an inflation game. It That's is good. back by popular demand. For another round. Uh, so, how, what are the rules, Emily? How does this okay, game work? Okay, so I don't know if you've ever seen, um, oh, what's it called? Play your cards right, where you, you have to just guess whether it's higher or lower than the one before. Yeah. So, I'm going to give you, <coughs> a, um, very nerdily found some data on the CPI inflation rate. Um, there were 50 spreadsheets, and I was having a great time. Love. And um, so, they have the good, like the item, and then how much the price has gone up um, in percentage since last year. Um, so I'm going to tell you... So, for example, the one we're going to start with is pizza and quiche. Oh, that's fun. Pizza and quiche has gone up 12.1% in a year. That's shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. But has frozen seafood gone up more or less than 12.1%? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that... Um, frozen seafood has not gone up more because I think the demand for pizza and quiche is going to be higher because people are more likely to have those as everyday items. I mean, not so much quiche. You're not having frozen seafood on the daily. I would say no, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, you take your average average Brit, I feel yeah. like they're going to be getting involved. What is a frozen seafood? Why did you get frozen tuna? Frozen? I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't prawns? understand this. It, like a fish as well? Oh, you can prawns. get frozen cod. Yeah. You can get frozen cod. You can get what frozen, you frozen I'm cod. say that it's going to be higher because I feel like the supply and demand I just feel like in general there's going to be more that will go into making frozen I'm seafood. being honest I think you're putting too much thought into this <laughs> well, 
Frozen seafood has gone up. It's it's fourteen point five. Oh. Uh, okay. 14.5. No. My popular stance at work. Yeah. Must have something to do with I'm so fishing good. and. He's mashed that and, well done. Fishing. Let's just say, guys, bold statement here. Something to do with us being out of the EU. Something to do with waters. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just... No, that is me being no, like, no, no, no. That's that not that like, I couldn't be it. No. <laughs> but also it could be, um, like, the prices of, of oil and stuff, like the boats. So true, Bestie. There you go. Mm. Economics. <laughs> also, right there. fish are more expensive to, like... Make. Yeah. Yeah. To make. <laughs> to grow. <laughs> to grow. Well, they just... Fish because they're running out of fish. Yeah. Have you seen the documentary Happy Feet? <laughs> That's what's happening, guys. Wait, the docu- yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, wine. Has the price of wine oh, gone please, up more or less than no. frozen seafood? Oh, it's gone up. I'm going to say less because more. I can't cope in a world where it's more. more. Way more. Please. It's actually think, gone up. Oh, sorry, go later. I was, I was going to say it's gone up more. more. It's less. Oh! oh. It's less. The price, the price, oh, oh. The price of wine, wine has gone up. Happy. It's gone up 2.7 percent, as opposed Lemonade. to frozen seafood, which is 14.5. I'm live, love, and so the inflation target is kind of two plus or minus one percent, right? So it's kind of that's about right. Fair okay, yes. cigars. So okay. This final, is just my shopping final list, round. Just so you know. Cigars. <laughs> cigars have gone up more oh, or yeah, less I'm than wine. Yeah, I'm going to say higher because I feel like must be higher. You know, like there's also going to be less demand for cigars at the moment, right? Surely. So therefore, they increase the and price. And also, like they're from Cuba, like they're not. That, I don't think they're all from Cuba. Of, <laughs> 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 the good ones. No, no. No, I, don't I don't. I don't cigar a lot. Like. I'm going to say less. I don't really. I, I don't care for cigars. I, I don't care like for this. I feel this like more. Sorry, well, cigars have gone up seven yeah, percent. Oh, you. I am. Are they? Is do it I get a prize? Cuba, Emily? Do you know? <laughs> uh, Cuba? I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. The ONS didn't specify. Fantastic. Well, just also just so everyone just so everyone knows, it, uh, uh, gas has gone up 128.9 percent. Just to 128.9 percent, which yeah. leads us brilliantly into energy prices skyrocketing. So what? because gas has gone up so much, mm-hmm. due to multiple reasons, including war in Ukraine, there's kind of um, supply chain issues because of yeah. COVID kind of lingering. Uh, there's energy prices have gone up massively. Um, so I think we're all aware of how much bills cost this year and most people I think listening to yeah. this don't heat their houses right now no. um, mm-hmm. because it costs too much to kind of heat the house um, so this is where Liz Truss came in she came in at the start of this kind of system where after we knew we were going into a dangerous winter yeah, where lots of people would be able to afford their energy of her and Rishi battling it out to yeah. be the next leader she um, came in and her big policy was an energy price guarantee and a bunch of tax cuts for the wealthiest, unpaid for, paid for through borrowing. Um, yeah, getting rid of the 45%. This didn't go well. I think we all remember how the economy did a kind of a dive after she announced this because the market didn't have confidence in her ability to pay for these tax cuts. And the energy price guarantee was kind of shaved away slowly by former Prime Minister Kwadi Kwarteng and then by current Prime Minister Jeremy Hunt who Liz Truss brought in to try and save herself. Current, current Prime, Prime Minister, Minister Jeremy Hunt. Sorry, current Wow, Trump. when did that happen? <laughs> sorry, guys, breaking news. Um, no, sorry, current Chancellor. We can now announce current, they've told us current, The current Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt. Uh, we don't have much to say about Liz Truss because she didn't really... Rishi Sunak's already been Prime Minister hey, longer. Were you going to say she didn't really do much? She <laughs> killed the Queen. <laughs> she killed the economy. Like, she, she did as much as she could in that 45 she, days. She really, she only wanted that to... Have impact. you, have you wanted, done more in a this month is, this than is an, she has? This is an opinion show. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, uh, she gotta, had a very, very busy September. 
She really did. Um, Blood on her hands <laughs> and cabbage. So I think the most memorable part of Liz Truss's tenure is everyone seems to remember that she was beaten by a lettuce. Um, and there's an excellent article if you want to know more about Liz Truss uh, that me and Bailey co-wrote in Bath Time uh, about about Liz Truss's tenure. And Bailey's bit is excellent, but my bit's okay too. So no, your, enjoy your bit it. is Thanks, Emily. almost excellent. Almost, oh, great. Thanks. Brilliant. Okay, uh, then we have a third Prime Minister in a year. And Not it's another one! <laughs> I Mr. Mr. Rishi Sunak. Now, unfortunately, an opinion show, I nothing has really, like, contra- like massively, the drama levels of Boris and um, Truss has happened yet under Sunak's term. There's definitely been I some mean, things, like the coal mine, I, allowing a coal, the coal mine, mine the first time in... I think there is, though. Bailey's got some takes. And he wore trousers that were far too short, which is quite <laughs> yeah. impressive for a very short. Yeah, they, mean, they are calling him a short king as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a, a short king. Anyway, back I to wouldn't the give him a king. Well, I know. Yeah, like <laughs> short if, I think if we look stories. at the news, like I mean, the BBC is currently running like a Gantt chart of strikes, yeah. and they're doing a strike daily thing, mm. which I think, if you're anyone, like, to just see that the government, the majority of public sector workers are facing some form of difficulty. Yeah. It's got to be an abject failure of your government. That's the fact no, that nurses sure. have not striked before and they are doing mm. it for the first and time. And he is refusing to negotiate. You can yeah. absolutely lay the blame at the Conservative Party. But, but but this was happening before he was directly Prime Minister. But it's often due to when he was Chancellor, the, the economic pro- um, you know choices he made. But specifically also David Cameron and George Osborne's kind of austerity budget of the last 12 years. Like we've This right. has been a long time coming. However... The d- nurses did say that if we were, if you would negotiate with us, then we'd cull off mm. the strikes, and mm. he has refused. <laughs> so I, th- I, I personally would lay the blame at the feet of Jeremy Hunt and Rishi Sunak, but also we are going back into austerity, which yeah. I don't think can be we understated. We didn't can actually ever say? come out of austerity, I don't think. We no, can't go back into well, it. It's we, just kind of getting worse again. Good. We had a lull around yeah. COVID, which I wouldn't call an austerity period, and you did have the promise of levelling up with Boris Johnson. Mm. The fact that that didn't happen, yeah. like yeah. of course. But can I just say... Um, Opening the BBC News app every day and seeing who's striking is uh, the worst advent calendar <laughs> I've ever had. Like, On the I'm 12th going back day to the of Christmas, Nurses said to me, you know what? pay uh, me more. <laughs> pay me more for yourself. <laughs> Not necessarily a hot take, but I actually have been very frustrated. Take. Tepid take. Lukewarm take. This is in fact a lukewarm take. This, okay. yeah. this, I find it very frustrating going onto social media and it's like we're back in the pandemic and everyone's reposting stuff like, you know, pick like drawings of nurses and stuff, which I love. I love supporting people striking. But where was that support when like the RMT was striking? Like yeah. I find it very frustrating that people in this country, sorry, the general the general public really, and like like they will only support the strikes that don't really affect them that much. Mm. Like everyone's talking about the nurses, but it's like, yeah, but obviously then like the same people I know, like, you know, friends and family and like extended family saying, oh, well, oh, the, oh, the trains, oh, that, well, that affects them. I just find it very frustrating. I know this is just a slightly off topic, but I just find it r- really confusing that um, people are coming out in their masses to support some workers and not others like i think ev- like yeah. i think we're all going through a hard time do you know what i mean i just yeah. don't really understand no, i don't really understand it, that logic and i don't when like we were talking to like dr moon a couple weeks ago yeah. it's he i think 
the fact that the strikes always have to affect the people that aren't the problem, like when the train strikes, it affects the customers, even mm. though they're not able to change the situation. And for the, for the UCU strikes, it affects us as students. We don't get lectures and stuff. And the nurses' strike affects patients. And it's, it's annoying because the people who suffer from these strikes are the general public and the people who need these services. Um, and, and obviously, if they could have it another way, they would be directly affecting the people that they're trying to negotiate their pay with. But the problem is, I think, the reason it's differently popular is because you support a strike until it massively inconveniences you yeah. and then you don't support it anymore. So people who want to go home today, on Christmas, luckily I'm driving home today. Um, driving home for Christmas. Thanks, guys. Get um, the Chris Rhea back that, in. That is my plan. Three and a half hours of that on my <laughs> way home today. But... Um, I'm not affected by the rail strike, so I'm not. I don't find it annoying. But if I was having to get the train home today and I couldn't get a train home, I think I'd find it really annoying. And I like to think that I'd still support it, but I can see my kind of willingness to support it yeah. go down because it affects me. I think there's a really big issue with the strikes, and I think the Conservative Party and Rishi Sunak do see this as well. And it's the fact that there looks to be an end game here, and I think it's very different for for what people want so for the RMT of course they just want better conditions better pay and that's the same for the posties for the lecturers for the nurses yeah. however for the Conservative Party the longer this goes on and yeah. it was uh, reported in the Guardian yesterday that momentum for support for the nurse strikes actually isn't in their favour it looks like the is longer that this is going on no. that nurses and, 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 yeah, and mm. nurses and NHS staff they aren't getting the support that they need and if we look at the effect of that, what that is going to be is we're going to get under the Thatcherite sort of push yeah. of anti-strike legislation. The reason why these strikes aren't as creative as in other countries is because it is illegal to. As much as Mick Lynch, I'm sure, would love to just open the gates and let people do free rail travel, that is illegal. Mm. What we do run the risk of if we aren't supporting these strikes is the pushing of more anti-strike legislation and ultimately the complete destruction yeah. of our public services. Mm. Because without the ability to withdraw your labour, which is the end goal of this Conservative Party, yeah. we like the nurses are fighting to protect the NHS as... Because they are the NHS. Yeah. Like, they, we, like, they can't have it without them. Yeah. yeah, and as soon as they are able to... Like, if you take away the right to strike in the NHS, you will get an increase in the amount of nurses and people leaving the profession. And there's already a massive problem. There's mm. way more people leaving than joining because of the conditions in the NHS yeah. and it doesn't pay enough and you work overtime hours and you don't get paid for them. It's, it's, if anyone's seen This Is Gonna Hurt, the TV show, it's, it's so it's powerful great. and it's excellent. It's really, really well done. And that was in oh, 2006. That was BBC before the current, um, the current government and the current austerity politics yeah. of the last 12 years. So I cannot imagine <coughs> the strain that the people are working it's, in just right now. I mean, that. even... So the end project of the Conservative Party is literally complete privatisation of the NHS. And this is going to be one of the methods that they get to that. They do want an insurance this basis. Is an this show. is an opinion show. <laughs> but I think if you... Like, personal experience, right? I went to the A&E in Bath, the Royal United Hospital, oh, just yes. last week. Your tuna incident. I, I tried to open a can of tuna and I lost. Was it frozen tuna? No. I wasn't. It, no, okay. it didn't go up by that much, thank goodness. Um, but I was sitting there and there was someone that literally had pneumonia and they were waiting for the, on, in their sixth hour to get a scan of their chest. There was someone who had opened their hand from ice skating, they were waiting in their fourth hour. Dear. The estimated time for treatment was 10 
hours. And just Damn. to be triaged, which yeah. is quite literally just to sit in a room and the nurse basically allocate you to where you need to go or where you need to get treated to be put on the 10-hour waiting list was two hours. <laughs> I was there for four. That's and treacherous. I ended up just needing some bandages and going home, like yeah. a yeah. couple of stitches. Yeah. It's, it's a terrible story, but can I just tell you the price of tuna has gone <laughs> <laughs> 16, 16.8%. 16. So, so maybe you shouldn't be dealing with those cans. You should be getting that frozen seafood yeah, instead. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I just, I think that if, um, I completely support the strikes and I understand that not everyone is able to because I think it, you do require a certain amount of privilege to be like oh well it's fine I can just drive instead of getting the trains or I can just do this another day some people do rely on that transport or whatever it is like you know it does I do think there is a certain amount of privilege that it takes to support strikes in, in mm. some respect but that being said yeah. I think on a human level I think we can all we can all agree that like no one would be doing this if they didn't if they didn't like really need to from speaking to some of the UCU members at Bath as well yeah. you know as they were saying they don't want to lose three days of pay before Christmas during cost of living crisis people yeah. don't want to do that so I think if you can support the strikes and you vocally should support the strikes and you Absolutely. should support all strikes as well and not just yeah. you know, things that are not going to affect you that much yeah, <laughs> yeah. moving on some uh, other stuff happened this year there was the platinum jubilee and then Bloody the queen oops. the queen died so um, Liz <laughs> For, this is this is for the old queen. It's Queen with Killer Queen. She keeps this is University Radio Bath. Welcome back to A&E Politics. I'm still here with Adam and Lucy and Bailey. And, uh, Hi. Yeah. Welcome, um, back. welcome back. So we are going to talk about what else happened this year. I think we would be remiss not to mention there yeah. is currently war in Europe. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, 24th of February, Russia invaded Ukraine. They haven't admitted they're invading yet. They're claiming that it, they're trying to retake kind of former Russian territory. Um, obviously, there's been allegations of numerous war crimes and crimes against humanity against Russia. Um, I think everyone was a bit surprised by how effectively Ukraine's managed to push back against it. Yeah. When the war started, I personally thought that Kiev would be taken quite early. Um, and that Russia would kind of win, I guess, in a because obviously we talk, we hear a lot about the Russian army, uh, and Ukraine is a much much smaller country, much smaller population, yeah. much smaller army. But they've managed to not only not allow them to take their capital, they've also the regions Russia took when they first invaded Ukraine are kind of pushing them out of some of those regions again. Um, it's faded from the headlines. I remember when it first happened, it was obviously number one every day. I used to get news alerts about it all the time. I think some of us start to forget it's happening a little bit, but it is still going on. And like it's had so many effects around of politics around the world, including the increasing gas prices and stuff. And it's not all due to Ukraine, but it has had an effect yeah. on wheat price of wheat, for example, because Ukraine yeah. is referred to, I think, in, I don't know where I got the quote from, but as the world's bread basket, it produces a, quite a lot of wheat, yeah. which and we use in our breads and stuff. Oil. So that's cause is another driver of inflation across I the do, world as well. However, think that it's quite dangerous in terms of like the politicians here blaming everything on the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Like the whole cost of living crisis. It's not. It was yes. happening before Russia yeah, yeah, yeah. invaded Ukraine. If like, we're just like linking back to what we were saying before the break, like, it, yeah, yeah. So, yes, no, the war in Ukraine is is terrible, and of course we had to mention it. Um, and yeah, any. Any, any thoughts? Did you guys see who Times People of the Year were? No. 
So it was Zelensky, wasn't it? It was Zelensky Aww. and the spirit of Ukraine. That is so. I think cute. I, I think of the time thing as like the reminder that that magazine exists because I forget about most <laughs> yeah. of the year. But that's good. I think this? I do think there's there's some hope to be drawn from the Ukraine situation. I think Zelensky has become a very a symbol of kind of popular resistance, and the fact that he didn't leave Ukraine at any point, he stayed mm. there the entire time, was like videoing. Where he was in the city, Despite I think. Despite Boris going there every two seconds, yeah, he, Zelensky. We went there way there. too much, I think. Um, Boris did anyway, um, but I think that kind of resistance and just showing that we don't accept these these like Putin's authoritarianism and trying to overtake um, the people of Ukraine. I think that resistance is really important to remember that that still exists in the world because I think it it feels a bit hopeless quite a lot of it at the moment, and you know, the fact that what's happening in the first place makes it feel quite. Like, oh no, how are we back here? How are we having another war again? Uh, and how is it so dangerous? Because obviously Russia has nukes. And if they stray into Poland, or for example, then any NATO country, <coughs> then that's going to be a, a, an escalation. It's, it's like, it's a very dangerous time, I feel like. But the fact that Ukraine are pushing back and fighting so valiantly, I think is uh, inspirational to me yeah. especially. If we want to take it as a bit of a learning moment, if something else that we learned in 2022, I think that the importance of this new social media world, this hugely global internet, global village, I think is a term some sociologists use. Um, it can't be sort of overstated how different things are now than how they were in the past. Mm. Look at Zelensky and how he literally is giving live streams and speeches to the Grammys, like how he's sitting down and doing interviews. Like that, He's basically got an entire PR campaign going in order to get... We weapons to be able to fight back Ukraine and I think like I whenever I see things happening in the news like like everything from the insurrection on January 6th last year like Fukuyama wrote the end of history essay around the 2000s basically going yeah everyone's gonna just adopt neoliberal capitalist policies and everything will be fine and I have it, so much beef with Francis Fukuyama honestly <laughs> <laughs> it's just like politics students know we all yeah, know we, the pain we do we do we do <laughs> I wish I wish he was right. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? End of I just I think it comes back to the fact that everything that is happening now is such uncharted territory, and that yeah, there's a lot of like strengths in his essay and everything. But there, I don't think there's ever been a man so wrong in what he's saying. <laughs> it definitely yeah, has Lucy, been. You know how you said you have uh, beef with him? Well, yeah. beef has gone up fourteen. <laughs> Stockpiles and beef. You know what? Just on that quickly, when we start playing that game, um, I actually this is really funny. All all the journalist friends are gonna love this <laughs> one. I did an interview yesterday for my masters in journalism. Oh my gosh, so funny. Anyway, <laughs> basically, he asked me three general knowledge questions, and I was just like, I don't know, I don't know. Surprise of milk. And I don't know. <laughs> and one of them he asked me was a percentage decrease. He was like, if I give you like this amount and this amount, tell me what the percentage decrease is. And I was like, I don't know, because I don't know maths. I haven't done it for coming up to seven years. I mean, like, I don't yeah, know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but basically, he was talking about the cost of living crisis and how it's important to give people those percentage increases or decreases. And it's best journalism because it means that people don't have to work out themselves. Like, people don't really think about the difference between two pounds and five pounds. But if you tell them, let's say, oh, 45% increase, that yeah. means a lot more. Yeah. So, Emily, you've done a fantastic job with Emily, this. Emily, the journalist. Just as a little... That. There you fantastic. go. That's great journalism. Um, Bailey said we're in kind of unprecedented times. I think that's quite accurate, looking at what happened in America this year. So, a couple of things. I mean, obviously more than a couple of things happened in America, but the one I think most of us remember is that the right to abortion was overturned by the Supreme Court. Um, so 
long story short, the Supreme Court has given the right to say whether or not women can receive abortions back to the states. Um, yeah. So some states have banned it, like lots of southern states, for example, lots of Republican states have banned it. States like California are obviously still allowing abortion because it's quite liberal, quite democratic, as in the party democratic um, state. Um, we talked about this quite a lot a couple of weeks ago on the yes, show. So we're not going to kind of belabor this point, but I think it's worth mentioning it again because it is one of the most abhorrent abuses of power and the fact that Donald Trump was able to put three Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court in a four-year term, as many as Obama put on, stealing a seat from Obama and stealing a seat from Biden mm. to put these three very, very right-wing people on the court who said they would not overturn precedent in their confirmation hearings. But now they're on the Supreme Court for life and they can't get taken off. They overturn precedent. And they're going to do it for more precedents. They're gonna, they mm. said in their... Um, I can't remember what it's called now, their opinion, I guess, when it, when it came out, that they said that they're going to look at the precedents around gay marriage, around um, contraception, and around gay sex. Uh, just to fact-check a little bit there, there was <coughs> one justice um, that said, oh, no, of course we're not doing that, and then Justice Alito then turned around and was like, we need to, yes. But on the topic of gay marriage and that, um, the Respect for Marriage Act did pass through Congress. <coughs> um, I believe it is going to be passing through the Senate. So there is still hope. But, hmm. yeah, I think it is that, I mean, in the UK we don't have such a reliance on precedent, but it's just yeah. the fact that the Supreme Court has been for so long not not an arbiter of sort of like neutrality and a yeah. bipartisan crossing the aisle area of American politics. The fact that it has been turned into just this far-right mechanism. Um, it was known for a while that this was the plan for the Republicans and yeah. for the abortion fight, and even so much so that the draft of the statement opinion yeah. was leaked. This so we knew about it before, huge, yeah. Yeah, and the Democratic Party party still didn't mobilize no a good enough response i think it's the supreme court's job is to uphold the rights of citizens its job is to make sure that government because americans very like belief in this freedom they don't want government to control their lives and that's kind of the founding idea of america obviously mm. there's there's nuances to that but so the role of Supreme Court was set up by the Founding Fathers to protect and guarantee the citizens' rights. This is one of the first times, I don't want to say it's the first time, um, but it's definitely the most recent time that they've overturned rights, they've taken rights away. They've said women do not have the right to choose what happens to their own body. And depending on the state, there's, there's no exceptions for rape or incest. But as we talked about in last week's show, it's not just about those cases, it's about women having the right to choose what happens to their body and yeah. they, the fact they've taken that right away is the most abhorrent thing I think that they could have done and it's, it's, it's only going to get worse because they're looking right now there's a case about a um, a person a website designer um, designing a who hypothetically was could be asked to design a website for a gay couple for a gay couple's wedding and they looks like they haven't ruled yet it'll, ruling will be out and I think in spring um, it looks like they're going to rule that they can file a relig religious exemption and not have to make um, the website for a gay couple, which just allows what legal discrimination. With, with the, so the gay cake. So the, the gay, gay cake, initially, oh, gay it cake. ruled in favour of the gay couple. Um, and oh, then sorry, it got... The, the gay cake, what, what happened? It was... Oh, uh, so, yeah, a couple went into um, a Christian bakery. It wasn't advertised as Christian, yeah. um, but it was... Uh, they wanted, like, Bert and Ernie on a cake. Yeah. And they were refused because it was like Bert and Ernie and I think like a rainbow flag yeah. Um, yeah. and 
and the, the bakery, bakery refused, no, and then yeah. it went to the sort of courts, and then it ruled initially in favour of the gay couple, and then, quite important, I think, it then ruled in favour of the bakery. Yeah. Um, and then another appeal happened, and then it's still ruled in favour of the bakery. Now, personally, as a gay man, this is an opinion show, um, I think it's absolute <laughs> rubbish. Um, yeah. I personally do think that it does classify me as a second-class citizen in certain aspects, yeah. because I think, as someone that has experienced religion it is a choice and I think it is very dangerous to classify something that you can choose to believe in and you can choose to dedicate your life to you know these institutions and then use that as the sole excuse for your bigotry and just be able to do what yeah. you want in the world. Mm. What if your religious like, belief oh, oh, is to kill a gay be, couple now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I know that's quite an extreme example, but it has been used in the past. And I think there is a danger of creating a culture mm. where, oh, it's okay to discriminate against a yeah. certain group. Because um, I'm religious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think it spreads to other aspects of the LGBT mm. community yeah. as well. But, but I yeah, will stop so myself Just a kind of a comparison between the yeah. UK and the so, US there. Yeah. So this is, I think why, this uh, this proves, I, I would argue, why voting is so important in America. So everyone who didn't turn out because Hillary wasn't a great candidate, and I, I don't, I'm not making no qualms, I don't think she would have been a great president. I don't, didn't like her particularly. But those people Opinion who didn't vote for her, show. but those people who didn't vote for her also enabled Trump to get into office and enabled him to, to set this court up. And these, these people will be on the court. They're all really young for Supreme Court justice. They're in their 30s. They will be on... And like for fifty odd years, they will be on there for a long time, and they'll be making these rulings, um, and stopping progress, and stopping new rights, and potentially overturning rights for a massively long period of time. Yeah. And um, hopefully, I opinion show I want the um, Biden and the U.S. Congress and Senate to like expand the court, put term limits in for justices, but that's not all going to happen right now. But there is some good news that came out of the abortion ruling. The midterms were this year as well. Yes. Um, so that's where Your every single house, topic. my love. You also midterms. wrote an article on this. I did. As well, as a, and there's yeah. another one actually. There's a. Would you like to talk about the print edition oh, for the second news? So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's going to be writing about the midterms in the second print edition of Bath Time, which is very exciting. Ooh. It's all underway. All of the articles have been commissioned and now in progress. Um, but obviously, more than happy to chop and change, add a couple more in if anyone yeah. wants to get involved. So. That's no. Nice. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, I will briefly touch on the midterms. So it's supposed to be the ruling party, which was the Democrats, get destroyed in the midterms as a kind of referendum on how they've been doing. When Obama went up for his first midterm, he got he, mm. they lost the House to Republicans in quite a massive red wave. That did not happen this time. The Republicans did take the House, but only by about six or seven seats. And the Democrats actually held on to the Senate uh, and gaining a seat in Pennsylvania and holding the rest of them in um, across the country. So the part of the reason for this is because of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn abortion rights. And it, it massively pushed um, women to turn out, especially, um, especially black women, to turn out and vote for the Democrats. Yeah. And this... <laughs> Unfortunately, this will not change the fact that abortion rights have been overturned because the Republicans have the House and because of mechanisms in the Senate, abortion rights are not going to be codified in mm -hmm. this term. It's not going to happen. But if you are in America, I don't know if we've got any American listeners today, you have to vote in every Howdy. single election because every single election now Howdy. is the most important election <laughs> of your life. I'm, really I'm making a serious that. point. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going, Howdy. Howdy. Um, but yeah, so 
I would argue it's a positive that the um, that the abortion rights issue uh, turned out so many people to vote for Democrats in this term, and now the set the Democrats have the Senate and the and the presidency, and the Republicans have a very slim majority in the House, which means they probably can't do any of the wacky right wing yes. things they wanted to do. So just, that is a positive. Just a, one more thing on abortion rights. I would think it's really interesting. Um, I was really pleased to see that even though obviously Roe v. Wade being overturned was absolutely abhorrent that we did get more coverage on what's going on in the UK because I think mm. that people really f- feel like it's really yeah. far removed like abortion rights yeah. and obviously in Northern Ireland in particular um, in 2019 they did legalise abortion mm. however just because of sectarianism and also because like there's just not that much funding in the country and like the government is a stalemate there is essentially like no real access to abortion there either so I think it did manage to raise a little bit of awareness about the fact that this issue is still like quite close yeah. to home it's not it's not as simple as oh everyone has access to abortion in the UK America's so backward like we do still have that problem in the United Kingdom and it's just it's yeah I, I was glad to see that it's been highlighted but again I think it's one of those things that I think the news is so quick at the moment social media is so fast it's just mm. like okay yeah. on to the next thing no, so sure. we've forgotten about but yeah, yeah and there's so much going on that if you dwell <coughs> on something then you're not talking about something yeah new for sure if you want to know more about kind of abortion rights in the UK there's a bill of rights coming up and we talked about it again two weeks yeah. ago on the show just plugging available on Spotify right now um, I don't want to retread on ground we've already trod on but um, yeah so if you want to hear a more in-depth discussion about American abortion decision yeah. and what it means and also the what abortion rights happening in the UK and I should just say that they are not being overturned in the UK in fact they are in the Bill of Rights that Dominic Raab is proposing there's yeah. some nuances around how good that protection is but it is actually in the Bill of Rights so it's not like it's being overturned in the same way at all in so, the UK yeah. um, so this is the last show of the year yeah. it's obviously Christmas uh, in a week and Sunday um, so we're going to um, we've got a fun we've got a little game. A, a game to play we're going to get <coughs> a, a festive game also I didn't mention earlier the Christmassy jingle we had this morning with the bells and the ho 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 at the I end. hope you enjoyed it we'll play it again at the who end who decided the to do that was that oh, well, a full that's on Adam Wright that's decision. fantastic oh no what the Christmas jingle the Christmas jingle the, I made jingle. the jingle the original oh. Adam made the jingle and then Emily was like add some sleigh bells and I just <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a team effort um, yeah. that's so cute the sleigh bells will be staying it took me all of 30 seconds so it's not my best work I think it is the best work thanks guys Picasso could never so we're going to give presents to politicians I am going to give a couple presents to current Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit of context to my first present. Go on, you go first. Um, so my first present is he, Rishi Sunak is a really big fan of a certain Mexican product. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, I'm a crack oh. addict. Oh, uh, a total crack, crack addict. Called Mexican Coke. Because uh, you get it, it's, it's special Coke. Uh, so I'm going to give him some lovely, <laughs> some lovely special Mexican Coke. Uh, I should clarify, he does say in the in that like exchange Coca-Cola, but he does say I'm a total Coke addict multiple times without adding cola to it, which is quite funny. So I'm going to give him some good quality Mexican Coke as well as a green card because he seems to need one of them because he's not sure if he wants to live in the UK or not. Has he not already at got the moment. one? I think. No. <laughs> he probably has a green card, but he's always flying back and forth from California. And it's also going to get him some working class friends because there's an interview <laughs> where he says he has working class friends, he has aristocratic friends and rich friends, but no working class friends. So I think he Aww. needs some of them. And I think I that would no working make class friends. Britain a better country. So that's his presence for Rishi Sunak. Lovely. Love that. Who wants to go next? Go on, Lucy. Um, firstly, Adam, when you said that he, like, Rishi has a favourite, like, Mexican snack, I thought it was going to be Takis. I was like, I'm really <laughs> Oh, my goodness, does Rishi like Takis? But no. Big friend of... 
Um, so I'm giving a lovely pres- um, present to our former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Ooh. And this one actually unfortunately came up in the show earlier, which I was gutted about. I was trying to think about if I could do something related to, I did say this fairly earlier, I was thinking about if I could do something related to like his many, many children, <laughs> his many baby mamas. I, was, I don't really want to slut shame Boris um, live on air. So instead, we're getting Boris a beautiful new blue kettle. Hey, um, blue so not only, not only can Boris swan around Fantastic. in style uh, with money. his favourite colour, he's also going to be saving blue money. And then I thought if like we do have a a little bit of money left over just yeah. because you know like those kettles they're pretty cheap we they are. He's, budget, he, yeah. we've, we've got the cash to splash at yeah. the moment we should also get him a trip to Peppa Pig World yes Peppa that was also mentioned a Peppa Pig World trip would be fantastic but yeah Ooh, I also thought like go. a nice little Chili's water bottle because they're Ooh. very old <laughs> but like with, with the Union Jack and then Brexit means Brexit oh fantastic I thought that's that yours is actually well. a nice he's going to love that keeping Boris hydrated he's going to walk around Peppa Pig World with his Chili's bottle and his blue kettle and it's going to be blue kettle blue kettle <laughs> I got I got presents for President Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. President. Um, President. Yes. Thank okay, you. Carry so on. <laughs> um, I made a little stocking for him, and I was having a few. Um, I had a bit of a difficulty trying to figure out, you know, like what to get him. So I thought I'd like reach out to some people that know him, some social groups. <laughs> as a um, uh, get some ideas and Republicans. And, you know, based on their ideas, you know, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy, Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden, Sleepy what's Joe he doing? Biden. He's sleepwalking. Um, <laughs> I got him a pillow because oh. he, he needs his beauty sleep. He does. He's an old man. Is, is it memory foam? He's an old man. Is the pillow memory foam? I hope or just it's memory foam. Does that increase his memory? Because um, it might be useful. But it would Ooh. have, I <laughs> wanted man. the pillow to have like his name on. So he'd oh, remember that. And that goes on to my gift. Uh, the Democrats are going to get in which are, you know those like stickers you get that like is like hello my name is I want to give him a huge roll of that so that whenever he does go out <laughs> and do campaign things and just Fantastic. does Joe Biden president yeah. stuff he can ask who someone's name is and then he can put the sticker on their forehead can, or their jumper and then that? he won't forget their name can, I need that can everyone yeah. just like start wearing name stickers because I've really struggled with names uh, I've yeah. got a few more as well oh wow You're he's, he's um, really gone big for the president and I I asked, I asked the internet community, um, <laughs> specifically the people who loved the meme where it was like Trump going Obama and then just Obama. for some reason Biden screaming soda. Um, <laughs> so soda. I got him a McDonald's Coke Zero. We can get them together, my Mexican Coke and your Oh yeah, well I, Coke Zero. I, I, we need to be careful not to mix them up because I was going to get him a full fat like splash out like mm. add an extra 12 people. I think a full fat Coke would kill him. Um, Too much sugar for Joey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, this is an and then I think because he's a huge Amtrak stan, which oh, is the American, trains. the American Railroad, mm. um, I would get him a nice little train set. And then finally, yeah. from the Supreme Court, a vacancy. Hey, ah, we need that. That's a present for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Shall I go? I've got yep, Liz Trust. I've also got a present for Quasi Quarting as well because you can't separate they the two. They are together. <laughs> Um, so for Liz Truss, I was going to get her a Claire's Accessories gift voucher. Yes. Because Nadine Dorries pointed out to us earlier in the year that all her jewellery's from Claire's Accessories, apparently. It's just, just not true. A- Opinion show, not true. <laughs> like, unless it's got pom-poms and kind of... A, a kind of and it falls apart yeah it falls apart <laughs> anyway uh, no shade to Claire's accessories but so I'm not going to get her that I also was thinking about getting her some plant food for her allotment to mm. aid with all that growth she was apparently going <laughs> to maybe she could uh, grow some lettuces that will outlast her <laughs> oh. um, but well done. in well true Liz Trust fashion I did a U-turn uh, on those presents <laughs> 
thank you, thank you. Amazing. And decided instead to get her some guttering to help with whatever she thinks is going to trickle down. <laughs> um, that is so funny. Wow. And fantastic. then uh, for Quasi Quarting, I thought I'll get him. Well, he asked, he very nicely asked for a political career, but I don't even think a Christmas miracle could help him with that. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to get him 12 tons of concrete to fill the hole he left in the economy. Oh, wow. Oh, that is that's a, that's a banger of a present to end on. Fantastic. Well <laughs> done. Um, we're going to end with some positive news. Uh, this is my little section now because we lost the most depressing game of football last weekend to France in the most depressing World Cup of all time because it obviously shouldn't be had a guitar and it's really corrupt and awful and we shouldn't hold it there in the first place. Um, we lost, but football did come home this year and I think we always forget this. In one of the best games of football I've ever seen, the Lionesses beat Germany 2-1 in the Euros Woo! final uh, and when they got celebrating their win in Wembley, they sung this song uh, and I think that it's worth remembering this as we go into the next year that football did come home this year because I know this is the most pressing issue. Everyone's really sad yeah. that England lost. I know this is. I'm talking to my, my people. So um, thank you all for listening to the show this yeah, year. We'll, we'll be, be back. back at some point in January. We don't <coughs> entirely know yet. Until then, you can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Uh, and Bailey, anything you want to... Where can we find, <coughs> find you? Oh, you can find me, um, baileyk.ent on Instagram. Woo! And also unibathtime.co.uk. Give it a look. Give um, it a good read. If you're involved with bath time and you're a university bath student, it's unibathtime at Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. Where can we find you, Lucy? And what are you up to? I am at lucy.atchison on Instagram. I think my Twitter handle is Lucy Aches, and you'll be able to find me because it says in my bio, part-time waitress, full-time Southern Rail hater. So get involved, get involved. I um, can I join that job? I hate that. I hate Southern Rail. Yeah, there you go. It is, yeah, it is a, it's a career. I'm making a really great career out of it. Um, but yeah, um, it, to quote um, Zesis when we do our show, you can message us at unibathtime, at lucy.atchison on Instagram, and Fantastic. get involved with the paper. I think um, Zesis just walked into the room. It's a really good impression. Yeah, is he here? <laughs> no, he's not. He's actually in Greece right now. Oh, he's gone he? back. Yeah, That's in, nice he's for in the him. sunshine. He's been sending me updates. He uh, tried oh. one of those um, pigs and blankets sandwiches uh, that you can get from MS. So, um, yeah, he's having a joyous time. But yeah, get involved. Get involved <laughs> with bath time. Get My involved with My friend Maxine come through with some stat that there has been no arrests for English fans in Qatar this year for the World Cup. So that's a win. That's nice. You know what? I actually did think they were going to like just cause chaos yeah. after after we lost. I really was expecting like I think it's because they out. can't drink there. Um because they don't sell the alcohol that yeah. maybe there was less chaos. So that's that's another win yeah. for the English fans. Um Emily, where can we find you? Uh usually in a press. <laughs> um one of the ones in London over Christmas. That's um, quite a few to choose from. You're on Twitter, on Instagram, um yeah, that's about it, really. What about you, Adam? Where can we find you? Uh, please don't find me. Um, okay. <laughs> have a lovely so Christmas, much everyone. Thank you Lucy and Bailey for being here. I'm yep. sure they'll be back again if, if they want to. Friends of the pod, friends of the pod. <laughs> uh, we'll delightful. play you out. Thank yeah. you for having us. Thank, thank you, you for thank you for listening. Merry uh, Christmas. Wait, you. can we have the festive jingle one more time? Festive jingle one more time. we'll have a lovely uh, song. Yeah, so lionesses. this is last we'll say. Here's the festive jingle, <laughs> and then we're going to play you out with uh, River Deep Mountain High. Thank you all for listening this year. That is a disgrace. You're reassured, I'm reassured. Not another one. Mistakes were made. Peppa Pig World. Thinks he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent-free in his head. No food eating. No karate. Order! 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 Order!